Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Travis Belashin. And this is the podcast where Travis and I are breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And we're ha- it's time for the big crossover, Travis. Mm-hmm. We're doing Crisis on Infinite Earth. The mm. crossover of all crossovers of the CW superhero shows. And we've got a very special guest Yahoo! joining us as we're going to have for all of our mini-series. A and special guest, not just this guy. Not yeah, just I'm only doing one episode, guys. <laughs> only one. <laughs> He's like, wait, I just signed off. Well, only, look, I didn't sign up for this hedge pet. I'm not like, Marty roped me into five. I'm not getting roped into another five. Read the fine print, mother. <laughs> but our special guest is the one, the only Kelly Nelson, my old podcast partner, my current Zoom partner, and mm-hmm. a fellow comic book aficionado. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, Ellie. Great to be back. Hello. Yeah. He's an official. He's a Gideon guy. This is his That's second it. appearance. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's the, he's the, we always have like this third Gideon guy, the third Gideon mm-hmm. person, the third Gid. Uh, I don't know. You got to work um, on pronouns. I don't know. I would say yeah, I got to. I actually. I actually got to see Kelly in person uh, yes. last last uh, just less than a week ago, six six days ago. It was mm-hmm. a comic and toy con. It was just down the three or four. Or, probably actually five or six blocks from where i live yep. uh, i know we went for a beer and tacos at our buddy uh, ken mckenzie's top rope berea so it's uh, great to see him again and again it's uh or you know virtually again but again again it's for a comic book somewhat related uh reason so it's great yeah now before we get to the crisis it's been a while we've, we've taken our little break that's right uh because all of the other episodes of this crossover are around like episode nine of the other shows, but for Legends, I noticed it was that. the first episode of their season five, and we always take into, a little break between seasons. Yeah, so this is like the unofficial start of season five. Yeah, for us. Yeah. Yes, and um, <clears throat> but before we get to Crisis, mm-hmm. got to get in a little Legends talk because uh, you know. Mm-hmm. There's because news. in our in our last episode for the Gideon gang will remember, I gave a guarantee that I, might I was to... I've been thinking about that that I thought was a new uh, ad drop because stomp with the mm-hmm. triple G the Gideon guys guarantee you see Kelly we were talking about whether or not Legends is going to be renewed for an eighth season and mm-hmm. uh, I was like you know what I give it the Gideon guys guarantee it's going to happen because I had a new sound drop yeah new sound drop and everything for Travis to edit in. Yeah. <laughs> and season seven ended. It was amazing. It might have been their best season yet. Uh, 13 short 13 episodes, so they didn't have any filler. Um, it's making all the lists again online of critics' lists of favorite shows. But the CW is in the middle of being sold. Mm-hmm. Normally, they announce all their renewals by now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being sold. They're not announcing anything yet, except it's pretty evident that the flash is coming back and they're, and they're, they're moving on from the superhero shows. They're really getting into teen sports, soap opera dramas. Uh, uh, that's where the money is. Now. Teen sports, soap opera. Trying to get that varsity called, blues. Got to get that varsity blues. It's Friday uh, night. Demo. It's urban Friday night lights. It's a show sure. called all American and it's getting spinoffs <laughs> and it's the top of uh, ranking show on the cw and um so people are kind of nervous they're like you think they'd announce that by now and like the 
And you're sweating. You're sweating. It's it's on. You're sweating because it's on your reputation. It's on your reputation. I want to make that clear. On mine, because I've got. Because I, you know, I'm. I'm you coerced me here. You coerced me. I don't want it. I, I, I absolve. I wash my hands of the affair. In fact, if this does come back to get me, you may be hearing from my lawyer, Mr. Hatchbeth. Well, here's the other thing. This is no um, surprise now, but Nick Zano plays Steel, made his exit. Right, yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of that on uh, social media. They managed to keep that a surprise, which is amazing. And they do, and they don't kill him, not give anything away. But I read an interview with him, and uh, I thought you guys would think this is hilarious because I, I didn't take this into account. He gr- gave a great like interview about his time. And they talked about the special effects because he turns into steel and you start hardly ever seeing it, Kelly, because it's a very expensive CGI effect for this show. Mm. And he mentioned that the entire time, the six seasons he's been on here, he hasn't been allowed to change his hairstyle (laughs) because the original CGI was made for that hairstyle. (laughs) And he said he's really that's the one one of the things he's happy about is he can doesn't have to worry about doing his hair that way. That's so all the funny, time now. Man. And that lot that makes a lot of that makes the jokes about his hair that keep coming or that have been mm-hmm. coming even funnier, right? Because he's like, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> like he's steaming underneath. <laughs> that's funny. His wife's like, Nick, um, I think maybe we should... look, honey. Have you seen a recent picture of Breck and Meyer? She asks. <laughs> yeah. No, why? Just wondering. And it's a cliffhanger. And this is also no surprise, no spoilies, because it was everywhere. Booster Gold joins uh, joins the cast, played by mm-hmm. Donald Faison in the last episode. Right, and right. It's one of the it's one of it's one of the great character debuts on a TV show yeah. with with a needle drop mm, par excellence. <laughs> that had me that had me jump up out of my chair with joy. So that's cool. Let's hope yeah, that they he, give it one more. I think we're all three three booster gold fans on the show here today. <laughs> I think yeah, the, yeah, the, he's okay. <laughs> I just, never I love that. Fan. I just love I like that Blue cheesy more than cheesy gold. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I, I do kind of merge the two of them. But yeah, I, I, I kind of see that have hold them in the same. Yeah. I just have an affection for for that era of uh, right dweeby. Funny uh, mm-hmm. Justice League. I've I've often said that this show, as far as the DC shows, is the spiritual heir of the Funny Justice League comics, and Booster Gold was one of the main cast member on fun in Funny Justice League. All so right. seeing him in there, but it is the entire time I'm watching. I I'm a, I like I love Scrubs, you know, warts and all. I'm a big Scrubs fan. It just totally felt like, hey, Turk's on the show now because I can't see him as anybody else. I never really watched Scrubs, but yeah, I know it's got a devoted fan base. All right, so let's get to it. First with our Netflix synopsis because Crisis on Infinite Earths, I might as well get this out of the way too, for anyone who might not know. In 1984, DC Comics... Uh, put on the Crisis on Infinite Earths, 12 issue miniseries, changed everything, wiped out the multiverse, Ooh. cleaned ah. up, cleaned up the continuity. Um, and that, that was their goal to to tell all to have a, a totally interconnected Marvel type universe. Mm-hmm. What they do with these shows, 
that seemed to be what they were selling, or at least as fans, that's what we thought we were getting. But at the end of this five part, it's more like say goodbye to all of our interacted continuity. Now each of our shows is going to just do their own thing and almost start existing in their own worlds. Hmm. Like Superman and Lois, Legends, Batwoman. There's right. almost there's almost no interconnection uh, that, with the other shows. Anymore. Okay, so it's kind of like the opposite of what they were trying to accomplish yes. uh, with with the comic book. This is just like it's because it's basically it's just this is getting too complicated right back in 84 mm -hmm. right but that's kind of like behind the scenes as to why that why we've got too many superman too many like a couple flashes and all these other things we got to kind of trim the fat right mm -hmm. uh because and uh, kelly i heard you boo i get it right because you, you lose <laughs> beloved characters when you have to do something or when they make a decision to do this is a conscious decision to do something like this mm -hmm. but i think over time is this correct me if I, is is this the first time anyone kind of tried to do something like this because it, it's happened in various ways kind of since the way people oh, yeah. kind of uh but is this the first time there was a big thing like this yeah pretty much i think the like the reason that they they did it or, or the main the first reason was that the 50th anniversary of dc was coming up and from the top down they want like the edict was we need to do something huge right. for this and then it's that's where the idea came from i think it, it if i remember correctly marv wolfman the the writer of crisis it sort of like started it kind of not spiraled out of control but it his original idea it, it was totally different by the end like they kept adding things and, and making different decisions and at the time i guess like in hindsight it was the right call to to reboot it and disney had been or not disney dc had been going towards like more mature comics for the right. previous few years so that's kind of what you had coming out of the crisis was more like especially batman got uh that was the beginning really of the real dark batman mm -hmm. and superman got rebooted a total reboot of superman the john yeah. Byrne reboot yeah and justice league like we talked about already was totally changed and rebooted um and wonder woman too and it was cool at the time i was too young to to grasp the whole thing like as far as the comic went i didn't the first one i bought was issue number seven which mm. was the death of supergirl and i think that's right. why i bought it because that iconic had, cover iconic yeah cover. iconic cover that actually got like mainstream news attention which yeah. at the time was very rare for comics and so that's why i probably bought it and then i continued and bought the rest to number 12 and then years later well not that many years maybe three or four years later i got really interested in alternate realities and parallel universes like so what if for marvel was a big thing for me and then also i started going back and collecting all-star squadron because you could get them really cheap. Nobody wanted them in 1990. They were like, giving them away pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a whole bunch of those. Got a whole bunch of what, uh, who's who, the the directory of DC, because they all had entries of the Golden Age characters in them, awesome. um, and a whole bunch of other things. Like I started getting like random Earth 2 stuff um, from the 70s and early 80s. And for a few years there, I was just totally obsessed at a time when like DC had totally abandoned it. And was like in the thick of like, we're serious now, we're not referencing. I mean, they wove in the Golden Age characters into the continuity, like Green Lantern. There was a 
uh, earlier Green, Lan- Green Lantern, earlier Flash, and um, right. but Batman and Superman were and Wonder Woman were considered modern, and they didn't have a Golden Age counterpart anymore until and, until and, they did. Yeah, uh, until eventually they did. Yeah, like until, slowly over the years, yeah, they brought pretty much everything back, bit by bit. And I don't know enough about like the last ten years or so 12 years of dc comics to explain i know they've been, they were like addicted to reboots oh no it became point. this this crisis on infinite earths which of course it was always number the every year the team up between the jsa and the justice league was crisis on something yeah but this was the big reboot which then led it which stuck for a while yeah, it felt like over the last few years, every time you turn around, it, it's another crisis and another reboot of some sort at DC. Yeah, yeah, I think they finally retired the crisis name, but they've done like several reboots because yeah. there was a quote unquote final crisis, right? Final crisis, infinite crisis, identity yeah. crisis, which yeah, yeah, yeah. which let's not get into. <laughs> no, <laughs> that we could do story. a really good yeah. episode on that. <laughs> Infinite Crisis, I remember being really good. I remember yeah. reading that when it when it came out and being way into it. Like where yeah, kind too. of a moment where uh, somebody, it's not Wally, but one of the Flash is running back and actually sees like it's like Grandpa kind of sticks. Uh, like uh, Barry kind of comes back. There's a big moment there where well, and so do and so do Golden yeah. Age Superman, Alex Luthor, and yeah. Superboy from yeah. the first Crisis. Yeah. yeah, I remember that being really good. Um, yeah, and they brought George Perez back on Earth. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, oh, we should mention if we're going to talk yeah. about of course, yes, we got to mention. We have mentioned him on this show before because his health is deteriorating uh, mm-hmm. apparently and there's been just the good thing is is there are tons of i mean silver lining not a good thing is that there's tons of uh great tributes pouring into somebody who's like the best like one of the all-time yeah. greats he's and, uh, he's my might be my favorite artist of all time and yeah. and i'm glad we're getting for what it's worth i'm glad we're getting to do these shows based on his work Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, in, in honor of George Perez, he's one of my yeah. heroes growing up. Yeah, I hear you. And Marv Wolfman does appear in this miniseries, but oh, yeah, a few episodes from now. So, <laughs> oh, really? Let's get to this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's get going okay. on this because there's, right, uh, there's a really funny cameo among <laughs> oh, there's a lot, man. Because okay, Greg Berlanti, the, the great, handsome guru of the of tel- television, his favorite story ever is crisis on infinite earth and he been wanting to try to pull this off when arrow started they weren't even allowed to use characters or reference batman right six years later it's have at it with everything but let's start with the crisis on infinite earth's hour one netflix synopsis for supergirl episode nine of season five facing an imminent cataclysm Amid a devastating personal loss, Supergirl joins her fellow superheroes in a heroic final stand to save the planet. So we get our open, and it's the monitor uh, doing the narration, which is almost word for word the the um, original narration from the first issue of. I figured, yeah. Mm. Another thing these shows did was over the course of the last season or two. The in the comics, they were like dropping little hints about the monitor for oh yeah two years, several years before yeah, cool. and 
they did the same on all of these shows. The monitor was a major part of the, mm, the cool. last season's crossover that we skipped because legends wasn't in it. Hmm. Uh, but that's also where we met the flash from earth 90 played by John Wesley ship uh, reprising his role from the flash TV show. Cool. From of the, the 90s. From the early 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing here. Crisis on Infinite Earths was going to be, well, what are our Infinite Earths? They're all the different comic book worlds. Mm-hmm. In here, it's every filmed version mm-hmm. of DC is the is the multiverse. Pretty so, rad. Is, is this the first time they're actually giving them numbers? Uh, yeah, to, to this extent, they've had Earth 1, Earth 2, and Earth 3. And Earth 38 yeah. is super good. But we go, go through a shitload here, right? We go through a oh, bunch, right? A Let's ton. Start. First is Earth 89, because 1989. Uh, 1989, of course. Is when Batman came out. Yeah. And there's Red Skies and Robert Wool. Yeah, that's who they could get. <laughs> that's who they got was Robert Wool. It's good enough oh, for Robert me. Wool. Good enough for me. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. I mean, we'll get maybe we'll get to it down in trivia, but you know who they went for, John. I mean, who they asked. Mm, I'm not sure, but. Uh, well, they tried to get Michael Keaton and uh, said no. or just couldn't make it work or something like that yeah yeah okay i'm sure he couldn't (laughs) what's funny is uh, miss bassinger also uh, yeah i was wondering about (laughs) just going down the list (laughs) (laughs) finally we got robert wool arliss is in baby (laughs) and we got arliss he's reading a paper with a headline yeah that says batman captures joker I was like, if that's their way of fixing the shitty ending of Batman 89 <laughs> with the Joker dying, then I mean, I'm all for a, it. That's technically a goof. Uh, I know we're, again, I'm skipping ahead here, mm-hmm. but that is, yeah. It, Joker died in uh, Earth 89. It's, Unless it's what, a new Joker. Well, in, right here, as the skies turn red and we see the bat signal, you hear that Danny Elfman score because yeah, that's a nice touch. That well, that's one of my favorite parts about this entire crossover because it is a warts and all effort here. It's five episodes. It is huge and it doesn't always work because it's such an undertaking. Right, I can Crisis see it on Earth X that we did with you, Kelly, mm-hmm. last time is the best crossover because it is a self-contained, easy to tell story that's epic. This mm-hmm. is like we're trying it all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I got that feeling just from watching this one episode. Right. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and but my favorite part is is the scores. They get all of them. They get all of them. They use all of them every time. Yeah. There's the needle drops of DC f- filmed and animation scores throughout the entire five parts is probably my favorite part of the episode of yeah. the crossover. That's pretty it's cool. great. Next, we're on Earth Nine, which is the Titans Earth. Right, that like R-rated. Uh, yeah, that R-rated uh, Titan uh, show. That... HBO? Yeah, or... it's on HBO yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, HBO. It's on Netflix in Canada. Yeah, yeah. That I that I enjoy, but boy, the plot holes on that thing. Yeah. From episode to episode, it's a lot of like, wait, what the fuck is going yeah. on? I wish but, they uh, would. I, I mean, yeah. we're, uh, NAR is a big uh, Teen Titans Go fan, as you know. I wish we would have seen the, that universe. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> Well, if they could have gotten it, they would have. Yeah. The one thing, and I'm just going to give a little spoiler, you're not going to say what it is. Berlanti really wanted to do something with the current movie universe at the time. Yeah. And he so he was like, he knew there was no way. He didn't even bother to ask because they're the ones that shackle him with what he's allowed to do on these mm-hmm. shows. And 
as soon as they got they wrapped as soon as they wrapped the miniseries someone from the movie said hey we heard you wrapped congratulations and he's like thanks he's like no we would have loved to have done something with it and he's like yeah what and so they film something and insert it later oh cool uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny he's like you could have said so before but okay we'll shoehorn this in yeah <laughs> wow that's crazy that could have changed everything man and apparently uh i don't know it's it's kelly you know how i go through the imdb uh, mm-hmm. for sure for this normally on, on legends it's really winnied down to like oh like eight reviewers maybe sometimes mm. six it's always the same people and some weirdness this is was just a deluge of shit <laughs> comic yeah. geeks outrage yeah it's like uh, the sacred the sacred text <laughs> uh, yeah. but then there's also i don't know if that's true or not because apparently they use this footage of it's hawk and jason todd uh, the mm. jason todd robin uh hawk who also played aquaman on the smallville show uh a couple times interesting oh the all of them all these shows are just so interconnected that way but apparently they just used this footage and i read something that said the cast and crew of titans were not happy when they found out that their footage was used because it just makes them look like they got wiped out right i don't Mm. think they give a shit yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's a, like it's like wrestlers worrying about getting over. Yeah, 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 I know. It's the most wrestling thing I've ever heard. Yes, yes. And then flashing back to the last time we talked on this show, Kelly, it's Earth 78, Earth X, the Nazi Earth. Mm-hmm. And we see that one getting wiped out with the ray flying around. And then we get to Earth 66. <laughs> It's fucking Burt Ward in a Robin sweater walking a goddamn dog. Uh, watching a, lo- a large, fluffy German shepherd. Mm-hmm. Ace. It's Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't. I completely missed that. Well, it was either that no, or, I or Crypto. Was. No, not Crypto. Crypto's white. What am I talking about? <laughs> well, Burt Ward, what he does now, he's got like a thriving dog food business. He's like, <laughs> oh, super- yeah. oh he's, he's an animal rescuer. Maybe and that was oh, his uh that was his, his rider. His, He's like, I yes. bring my dog. Yeah. Uh, That's hilarious. Ward's Ward, we call him. He's so <laughs> hammy though. Like he's yeah. just such a handball. Holy handball. crimson skies of death. Yeah. Holy crimson skies of death. <laughs> so I don't know if you know, there's a deleted scene that from the of uh, that that they used from I don't have you seen it, Johnny? No, because uh, he knows that like the end is coming, right? So he says the same line, "Holy crimson skies of death," but then it just it goes on for another five seconds where he just drops his pants and just starts vigorously masturbating, <laughs> <laughs> and then is encompassed in, in, in the red implosion, the emitted <laughs> in front of the dog. Yeah, hey, he's got what? What, is, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Call him on it? Come on, he's gone. <laughs> I mean, it's all you could get, man. I don't know. I mean, I it would have been controversial to say the least <laughs> if they kept it. In. That's all. I'll say. I'm not saying they made it right. Or I don't think Berlanti was going to die on that hill. Uh huh. I guess not. <laughs> but it was fun, man. I, I loved all the little cameos. Like mm-hmm. they got fucking Burt Ward. It's Bat- mm-hmm. the, Batman sixty six is canon in in this multiverse. That's awesome. Yeah, it's all just but, coming so fast and furious that boy it's it's a lot they're asking a lot 
<laughs> right away they're asking a lot right and and like right. look that know what like they worked to, to get, they gave him the red and yellow and black uh kind sweater. of v-neck sweater so it's like oh, he's robbing you guys but we <laughs> know he's robbing you <laughs> Because we know Burt Ward. Uh, yeah. We probably kind of see pictures of him at conventions and everything. And we kind of put two and two together, especially with the, the line. But, um, yeah, they're asking a, right away. They're asking a lot of, of the audience here just to be like, remember this? You know this? You know this? You know this? Well, that's um, the thing. This audience yeah. does know all that. That's, yeah. That's I'd point. say most of the audience knows. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not some of the younger girls who watch Legends for, you know, the... Uh, avalanche and all that who aren't as maybe right. familiar with dc lore but right. everyone dude they they even did and here's the craziest thing about this uh, crossover kelly three episodes and then they took a fucking month off for christmas hmm. programming and came back with the last two and it took all the steam all the steam right out of it it sucked shame. right and this happened just before covid too right Mm. Like I was looking on Wikipedia, it was like December, January. Oh yeah, yeah, they they, yeah. they dodged the bullet, uh, right? But uh, it kind of got forgotten right away. Is my point because oh that too, yeah, yeah, that too, and they um, <laughs> but we get to open, and we're on Earth thirty eight. That's Supergirl's Earth. Oh, and also all these Earths just suddenly disappearing, asking a lot to people to know. That's just like the first issue of Crisis. Every time you mm-hmm. turned a page, it was like. A newer they that's where they introduced the Charlton characters, Blue right. Beetle and all that. There was a page, and at the time mm-hmm. I was like, Who the fuck? Oh, right, Charlton, you know, every page. What the fuck? It's <laughs> my Blue Beetle. It's <laughs> getting him by, getting taken down by the red mist. So we're on Earth 38, that's Supergirl's Earth, because Super Superman debuted in 1938. Right. And Will Wheaton's here for some reason. They got Will Wheaton. Wild. I said it aloud. Like, well, Wheaton. <laughs> when we were watching, my wife was in the other room. She looked up and also and laughed aloud when I said it. I totally missed that. Who was yeah. he? He was the guy doing the oh. end of the world uh, is coming uh, with the sign. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that, that Supergirl saves from a dragon. And uh, mm. looking it up, though, lots of voice work for DC animated uh, stuff. So. There's a mm. connection. It's not just, hey, Wesley Crusher's there. And, and but he's also just like he he just fits the culture. Yeah, yeah, he's like yeah. big time geek culture and all that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, now speaking of geek culture, we cut to because it's the Supergirl episode, there's a more focus on Supergirl characters. Mm-hmm. And we do a quick a quick intro of the team at the DOA. And you'll remember Alex Danvers. Travis from the uh, last crossover. She was the one, the actress who plays Supergirl's sister, who right. you were impressed with. We were all like, she was the all-star. She was the yes. MVP of that, yeah, of that crossover. crossover. Yeah, they stood out, yeah. And uh, stands out here amidst all this stilted fucking dialogue. <laughs> God, it's so bad. I'm and glad so, you said it first, Johnny. I didn't oh want to break your heart. This is one, no, 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 no. This is, <laughs> it's something I mentioned, I've mentioned before. When they do the crossovers, you get good actors who, when playing their parts on the show, get a lot of room to do stuff and explore their character. Like David Harewood here as John Jones is he's normally great. Here he is just doing, I'm doing exposition dumps like, <laughs> yeah, like, a, like, like, exposition like it's the man. deadliest catch and the, the fucking nets are open just <laughs> of expo dumps. Gross. And yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know he was 
John Jones. Yeah, yeah he's Martian. No, I, I figured it out as, uh, as we went. Yeah. No, I totally didn't get that. Yeah, the CGI, the CGI for Martian Manhunter is pretty good, but it's not good enough to have him walking around in it the entire time. Much like Brainiac Five here. <laughs> oh God, he's the worst. The worst. The worst. Oh, it's, it's so. Fuck- <laughs> fucking bad and that's what i'm talking about like, he's, what are they doing he's, like, just every line just like it's like are you in the same scene with these actors it's insane he's like he's he's on acid i don't know what the, the fuck because it's that's what i'm talking it's what i'm talking man. about it's what i'm talking about on the show supergirl the brainiac five character is one of my favorite characters he's fun he's awkward he's trying to figure out if he's the human side and computer side, and he brings a lot. He's one of the joys of the show. And here, it's like a crazy person. <laughs> just, just like, it, yeah. It's so, just it, like reciting. It's so like it's a awful. bad Shakespearean actor. Oh, <laughs> oh, but he's all like, oh, Sparrow, oh, oh, and I'm good with children. I'm like, what happened? Uh, I don't know. I, like, it was the first time I've ever seen him. And I'm like, yes. what is this? What is this? It's it's it, for the, the first time intro to Brainiac Five, you'd be just like this. What this is the worst actor I've ever seen, yeah. and he's not. And I, like, and that's why I don't want. To, yeah, I, I'm sure that's what I mean. This is on like the why a director's got to rein this thing in so it feels like it's not just a fucking collage that doesn't mix of like yeah. mixed media. Uh, like well, yeah. they want to get everyone. It's the big, it's the biggest crisis had every single character ever. They got Everyone gets an appearance much like if there's a character coming up, they don't even drop her name, but they, they made her get in her fucking costume just for like one scene. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. In the yes. middle of it. That's dreamer. She's like dream girl, dream girl from the Legion of superheroes. She's oh, uh, her ancestor. Huh? And uh, who is a fun character on the show? She gets she all she does here is there's a quick shot of her directing traffic. Run! And they're like, oh yeah, she's in this one, I guess. (laughs) They've got their cast. Much when we get to the IMDb, we'll see why the challenges of them doing a crossover where this one we're doing with the Supergirl crew. And this one we're doing with the Flash crew. And it's not just one giant amalgamation of, of crew. Right. This is an episode of Supergirl. We're going to their sets and we're working with their people. I mean, and, yeah. And yeah. And, and like this, like what, what I'm feeling as I'm watching this, in spite of like the warts that we're going to continue to talk about it and just the excess is just credit to these crews for for being able to put this together in some form or whatever and, and yeah, with these big wild. set pieces because you can tell they're getting more money in this uh i came up with a new term johnny okay cgi this was cgi this whole all of this CGI? i thought was cgi <laughs> right <laughs> my wife liked that like it too <laughs> yeah, uh, um i thought this looked like uh, everything looked good uh i can't think of anything that that Maybe we'll, something will stand out that we'll mention yeah. later, but no Wolfie at all. But no, you know, no. the days of Wolfie are, are, are long gone. Yeah. Uh, Travis, there's a, a character who was just in the last season of Legends who is a Kelly, you mean? A, Kelly, Kelly yeah. I mean. Uh, it was a, a female werewolf, and the CGI <laughs> is in something. Dinosaur. 
<laughs> just as is, it, it's been inconsistent, but not like done. Like this is like this feels uh, like they've all you know they've they've spent some money at, and time specifically. All right, so Brainy says everything's getting wiped out by the antimatter wave, and Argo City is in its path because uh, Argo City from the comics that's where uh, the Kryptonians have a little domed city out uh, near Earth or wherever the fuck it is. That's where Supergirl's from. And mm-hmm. at, at this point, uh, Superman is retired to have a kid. Him and Lois are married, and they're living up on Argo because that's where it'd be safe for her to have the baby. So, you know, if it was on Earth in one, one kick, you know. <laughs> right. Smart. It'd be a disaster. Right. And Clark's um, having a hard so time this, with that diaper. Here's what I didn't know. Uh, like at this, uh, this is two years ago. This is when this is like, how long has that Superman uh, show been going? Now? Season two just debuted. Uh, just debuted. Like so is two months this, ago. How much had they done on that show up till this point? On super, none. Superman Lois wasn't a show yet. This is their, our introduction to him. No last, them? last cross. Well, Superman um, uh, played by Tyler Hoechlin, who is become, he's my second favorite Superman behind Christopher Reeve. He's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was introduced the second season to Supergirl. And I believe Lois was introduced in the last crossover. But yeah, they've just been. So they, they have didn't have show their yet. own show yet. No, Interesting. No, no, no. Okay. No. That's what this I was is... a little confused about with timing wise. No, they were support. They're supporting characters on Supergirl. Interesting. Mm, I didn't realize that it was a spin or Superman and Lois was a spinoff of. Mm-hmm. Although, hey, well, you wouldn't know now either, because much like I said earlier, Kelly, one of the complaints from like the Supergirl fandom is like, how come they never mention her on Lo- on Superman and Lois? It's like she doesn't exist. I was like, because kind of she doesn't anymore. They're just they're telling their own stories, not yeah. beholden to other continuity mm-hmm. anymore, which is good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he's and Lois, she's she. They're. You watch that uh, Superman and Lois show, and we, we, we make jokes a little sometimes about the acting on the CW shows. They're bringing it on a little bit of a different level. They're good. You know, whether or not they are here is one thing or another, but uh, but on that show, it's it, it, it's filmed like it's filmed like a movie on purpose. It doesn't look like it's not shot like this. It's shot on film. You know, it, it looks really good. Hmm. I haven't seen it. So, uh, Bizarro's in it this season and looks awesome. <laughs> he doesn't have the the little plate that says Bizarro number one though. I, like <laughs> I didn't think. So when you say Bizarro looks awesome, he's not very good. Is what you're saying? Uh, uh, mm, me puzzled by that, Travis. <laughs> uh, you completely understand me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so Clark's having a hard time with a diaper. You hear the the John Williams Superman theme, which always that there's little themes as soon as i hear it uh, makes me feel good oh there it is i got half a chub (laughs) so supergirl holograms in to warn him about the wave and uh erica durance enters she's playing allura supergirl's mom this is uh, erica durance who played uh, lois lane on smallville Ah, jesus Oof. Good Lord. How many people are going to be? Oh, that, oh there's a lawyer from Smallville. Oh, my God. Well, Crazy. that's well, that's but that's not for the crossover. All of these Berlanti shows, especially on Supergirl, 
uh-huh. they hire people like Linda Carter is a plays the president of her. Right, I know, and uh, Dean Cain's and Dean Cain's and all. They but is she everybody. playing her character from Smallville now? No, she's no. Okay, um, that's what I thought you were saying. Okay, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> they hired her to okay. play Allura. Okay, I got it. Okay. Yeah, we'll get the Smallville crossover in a couple of episodes. They managed. Right. They, they actually pull that one off. Okay. Along with an IMDb full of full of, I didn't realize how passionate Smallville fans were. Yeah, it's coming why. in and I coming in hard. Coming in the hard. Smallville fan base and the Smallville success is a big reason why we have uh, DC it, or the Arrowverse it now. Completely is, but there's mm-hmm. so many people out there reading who are like, "These assholes on the CW don't know how to get it right. Smallville got it fucking right." I mean, oh, they. Like, we're all guilty. We're all it's guilty wild. of that. We're all I didn't know. I didn't. I, Smallville was fine. I didn't know it had that yeah. much of a hard. But we all family. have. Yeah, we all have something that we. Oh man, ain't never been the same since so and so. Like you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, was wrestling fans? Come on, Kelly. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I never. I don't think I ever saw a single episode of Smallville. But me neither. One of I my closest friends at the time was obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a comic book guy at all. He just loved Smallville. And it was wow. on for like, what, nine, ten? Well, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, it, 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 did, it did the whole thing where like, okay, we're not telling superhero stories. You're never right. going to see him right. in the cape. We're not telling superhero stories. By by season 11, uh, there's a fucking Justice right. League. Yeah. And, that's and, what and, I was kind of intrigued by. But even then, I didn't track down those every, episodes. Aside, from, aside <laughs> from, as I said, the Arrowverse <laughs> being what it is now. Uh, coming from the success of Smallville. It's also uh, why Vancouver has all these shows. Yes. Yeah. Smallville yeah. shots uh, had Vancouver, or Vancouver as its home base as well. Yeah. I don't know if there's many uh, shots of anywhere in the Vancouver during this crossover. Oh, oh there's yeah. tons. 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 Are there? Okay. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Said, yeah I never know. I, yeah. All I remember, Le- all I remember is like the island, Leanne Yu, because Argo City is gone. It gets wiped out as they shoot. Their baby John uh, uh, in a rocket, you know, much like Clark, and it goes into like a wormhole, we mm. see. It's also a parallel to the first issue of Crisis, the comic. Right. Oh, that's right. When right. on Earth 3, the end of Earth 3, the With opposite the Lex, Earth. Lex Luthor, right? Yeah, the yeah. Earth where the bad guys are good guys and the good guys are yeah. bad guys. Lex is married. Lex Luthor's married to Lois Lane. And Alexander Luther is shot away. And he's got a curly red mustache. <laughs> yeah. And bald. Yeah. Bald. With, yeah. It looks like a, I don't know, yeah, 1890s kind of mustache. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like an 1890s strong man. Strong yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Did not catch that, Kelly. Nice catch. <laughs> That's mm. what I'm here for. Well, there's, well, that's just it. There's so many nerd deep dives uh, they throw in here and nothing modern. All the deep dives are for stuff of people yeah. Greg Berlanti's age, right? Like like us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so we cut to Earth One and uh, Green Arrow, Ali, and his daughter Mia are on the island of Lianyu, and that's the island where he was uh, <coughs> shipwrecked on and becomes Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's quickly, his... quickly. Okay. okay, she's his daughter. Daughter from the future. That's all you need from to know. Future. Okay. Thank you. Uh, daughter from the future, who they did a backdoor pilot on this last season of Arrow that uh, came out right around the same time, called uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries, where they uh, 
it took place in the future. She's Green Arrow. And the two actresses who played uh, Black Canary and Black Siren, they age up in terrible aging makeup <laughs> to, to be on the show. And they they put it out as a backdoor pilot with the hopes that it would get picked up. And, and you, you know that because Green Arrow says to her right here, I think you're going to create your own stories. Nope. The CW passed <laughs> on that motherfucker. It was terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, she do- I mean, boy, I don't want to speak disparaging, but she does. Everybody does feel like this is this is a, you know, it's event television, or at least for especially for these actors involved. And everybody recognizes that they've kind of got to up their game and have a different level of something and some and some succeed in a, in trying to achieve this. I, I, and also, that's why I want to mention uh, Arrow now um, and Mel. Amel. He's starting to turn into, I, I know this feels like a conscious choice, but he's starting to feel like that one dude who's on Days of Our Lives who would always grunt. Oh, yeah, John one. Black. John Black. That's all he is for this whole. Morose is the yes, word. Yes. Like, yeah, morose <laughs> as fuck. And I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, like, no, we, I, also like get, been... we also get to see, well, he's always been that way, but in the last season, you also get his, his sweet, tender moroseness with his yeah. daughter. I just really feel like he, he went a little too far here. Or like he's, it's gone to a point where it's, it's, it's not as bad as Brainiac five, but it's an, it noticeably takes me out of the performance um, at times. Anyways. So Harbinger appears. And uh, we all, Harbinger from the comics, she's the, the woman who was the assistant of the uh, monitor, whose name is Lila Michaels. And this is one of those things where, when Arrow started, all they were allowed to do was like use names as like, hey, that's a little reference, a little like, Easter egg. And there was a character named Lila Michaels whose code name mm. working for Argus was Harbinger. And that's a little like wink, wink. Never with the, the idea originally that she would actually be fucking harbinger harbinger i was yeah. wondering about that because they would have planted that seed if that was the case like years <laughs> if 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 berlanti and them were planting that seed i don't I, I doubt it because mm-hmm. yeah. when arrow first started there, there especially was, if you're saying that like a lot of happen. this was uh, sounds a little seed of the pants as they're doing it so mm-hmm. it's tough to be planting seeds for something that is kind of make it up as you go along so she flashes in and uh Set tells Ali that the crisis has begun because the last abbreviated season of Arrow was an eight-episode pr- uh, prequel to this, where it's stuff for the Monitor and all, he's running around the universe and all this shit. So completely not, you know, it's like the height of you don't have to watch it to watch the crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> We go to Central City. The Barry and Iris, they're looking at the uh, the newspaper headline that says Flash Disappears in Crisis, which has been hanging over uh, the show since the first season. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harbinger arrives and uh, Barry's ready to go off and die because uh, he's been foretold that he's going to die in the crisis, just like in the comics. Yeah. Right. That's the one that blew, that freaked me out in the comics as well. When the Flash dies, it just turns into a skeleton. Oh man! Yeah, there's that George Perez. Yeah, yeah. Oh, classic. And the it was the issue after Supergirl died too. Yeah, I know it was a double back to back. Yeah, for and me, I was a huge Flash fan. That me was too. Tough, tough on me as a kid. Oh, it was, I, I was a freshman in high school. This was like Crisis was like the last big thing I read before I kind of stopped 
reading comic books for a while. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Crisis wiped out my fandom, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of Judge Dredd after that, and then no more comics for a while. Mm. And um, so, uh, Harbinger gets Supergirl at the DOA. The team arrives at the, oh, I'm sorry. She, uh, she uh, Harbinger goes get, gets Batwoman, who's uh, fighting the Wonderland gang. Because uh, her big bad is Alice, who's her 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 sister, and uh, so I, I like the uh, the, the uh, rabbit the rabbit uh, mask. Really cool, really cool. This yeah. feels like a Gotham City story right away. It is, yeah, it is really nice touch. It, it it's because they didn't make Alice up for the show. She's she's a character from uh, the Batman mythos mm-hmm. with the Wonderland gang and everything. So it, it's just perfect Gotham City shit. It's great. And uh, Harbinger appears, takes her. Uh, then we get to Star City for the legends. And it's Sarah and Ray, uh, White Canary in the Atom. They're, they're a trivia night at a bar. And the question is, what was Janis Joplin's uh, last hit record? <laughs> and and uh, they get it wrong because the answer is Little Robot Man. <laughs> because... Little Robot Man! <laughs> Because Kelly, in the season four uh, episode one of Legends, they're they, they go, go to they got to go to Woodstock, yeah. and Ray needs to steal a, a lock of her hair, and he's shrunk down as the Adam, and he's getting away, and she grabs the hair and sees him, and just goes like, <laughs> "Little robot man," tosses him away. That's the last you heard about it. And a year later, they started this little joke in there, which I <laughs> I loved. <laughs> nice touch. Yeah. And uh, they're playing against the team called the uh, it's some sort of Superman shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. they go. They get the whole team together there at the DOA. <clears throat> and Lois and Clark are there, too. She saved them because, of course, they didn't fucking die. <laughs> yeah. But Supergirl's mom's dead. Dead, or, dead as a doornail. <laughs> and uh, Batwoman uh, asks uh, Supergirl what's going on. And she said, hey, just trust them. So she's all right. She takes off her cow and then the wig and says, call me Kate. And uh, this is a Ruby Rose, uh, Kelly, mm-hmm. who played Batwoman for one season. And stunning. she is, is stunning. stunning. Yeah. It, breathtaking. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of beautiful people on these shows that we've watched over time, as you can imagine. Ruby Rose is the the prettiest woman I've seen on TV in a long time. I remember I was on hold for a part in Batwoman that I didn't end up getting, and I was just kind of like, it's probably for the best. I would have <laughs> freaked out around her. I just think she's gorgeous. She's did it only bad. last one season, or did they replace? It's still her? going. She uh, different actress, a different actress. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She she left, and it was not under pleasant circumstances. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's not an actress by trade. She was a model first. Surprise, mm. surprise, surprise. I just don't think it's um, just wasn't for her. Didn't click. Right. Yeah, it goes back and forth, but uh, yeah. Yeah. and they they replaced her. They. Uh, with another character, it's lasted two more seasons, and that one's on the bubble now too. Apparently, they said they said Legends and uh, Batwoman are on the bubble because hmm. they said they remind me of wrestling. They're like, well, you know, they do okay and they have their fan base, but they weren't hitting the with the demo. They weren't right. getting the demo. I'm like, right. for <laughs> Legends, I'm like, 
what's the demo for legends? It's it's like 17 year old women to 22 year old women and me. So <laughs> it's a pretty limited demo. Yeah. <laughs> the demo. So we're trying to do, we're trying to expand that demo with every, every minute of this episode or this so, show. Yeah, Mia walks in to get her in there, and uh, Alex uh, tells uh, Harbinger to start talking, and they tell them all about the antimatter wave. Earth 838 is the tipping point, and they always have to find ways to not have the scenes be too crowded during the crossovers. He's like, hey, where's the legends in uh, Flash? They're on recon. For what? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't recall. I don't think they make it clear. Sure. Rain 5 says he'll find the baby, and uh, and in my emerging from the from the earth, just like just like in my pants, my geek boner, one of the <laughs> quantum t- uh, quantum tower, right, right out of the right out of the comics. Yeah, yeah. That's defend the cool. quantum towers. Pretty cool. Looked just like Perez's drawing. It mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And then Flash, Sarah, and the Atom pop in. I guess they did their recon. <laughs> <laughs> so at the dawn of time, uh, the Monitor apparently installed these towers all over the multiverse at core Earths, and they disrupt antimatter. And uh, that's another thing, Kelly. The actual storyline of Crisis on Infinite Earths, they have to really change. They yeah. get the gist of it, antimatter wave, antimatter, yeah. got it. Um a lot else has to change. They they have to make some shit up for a, uh, for this for this crossover. It's well, fun. yeah. Just before I we started recording, I had to quickly check Wikipedia for the the Crisis comic because I couldn't remember the exact like who exactly was Pariah. I thought mm-hmm. I, I I knew Pariah, basically yeah. Har- Harbinger, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. And and then the I, whole like the original seed of an idea came from like a mid 1960s green lantern comic that's right uh, yeah so they're really uh, yeah that was just a throwaway like just a one issue thing but then you know 20 years later it was uh, used as like the catalyst for the so beginning cool. of the, wow, the crisis basically yeah. yeah oh yeah with it with is that god's hand creating the universe uh basically the story in green lantern was the character wanted to go back to the beginning of time and witness the creation of the universe and somehow that kick-started everything into motion Mm -hmm. but i couldn't explain it to you well and the the shadow demons were are are this the corrupted uh uh weaponers of cord from the antimatter universe from Mm -hmm. those up from those green arrow that's also from green Green lantern Lantern. Yeah. yeah yeah crazy oh we could just geek out for hours (laughs) (laughs) and so brainiac five says that the baby pod went to earth 16 2046 now travis you might remember in season one of legends the the episode where they go to uh 2046 and we meet old green arrow that really bad episode with the bad makeup on Amel. Yeah. He's got a yeah. metal arm. Yeah. And, uh, so apparently the, Ray says, huh, I guess we didn't just go to the future that time. I guess we also went to another earth mm. and Katie Loss just sort of breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera. Like she's like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, yeah. it's like, she, she's like, all right, sure. Sure. I guess that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> 
And also, none of it makes any sense because as a Legends aficionado, and we'll get to it, but when they go to this earth and Green Arrow there doesn't know who who she is, that same episode they met and and talked and Whoopsie. and had a scene and i'm like <laughs> no prize time a total uh, oh god it was the, it, no prize moment in a big bad way that it's it and for me as a as a fan it clanged i was like yeah. come on come on <laughs> When you he see was, him, it's so weird when you see him as the older guy. The at older least the guy. makeup wasn't what it was in that episode. But also it's this time, it's, but also it's like, is he older or is yeah, he just barely tired? older? Is he just he's supposed tired. to be what, like twenty five plus years older, and he's just, he just got has he not rested dusting, in a while? Dusting <laughs> of gray. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's just in the episode we're talking about. They had him the worst dyed dye in his beard and like caked on loaf old man yeah. loaf on him it's <laughs> awful <laughs> oh well. so anyway clark uh, clark wants to go but he's got to stay because he's superman so lois sarah and brainiac five for some fucking reason uh are gonna go get the baby in a scene that there's so much for them to do in crisis but there's a lot of filler i'm like why did we have to go to what's with the baby thing why did the baby have to go to old oliver and then go get it 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 didn't serve any purpose to the plot at all and it's not something going forward no it's got nothing to do with anything (laughs) weird it's so weird we need to give them something to do i guess so uh Sarah, Sarah and Ollie are talking about, you know, hey, could you look where we're at now? Uh, we started all this. And, uh, John Jones says, oh, we're going to have to evacuate. And uh, all the aliens who live on their Earth are going to help with the evacuation, evacuation, despite last season where the aliens on that Earth were uh, being used in a very, very heavy handed um, uh, immigration allegory. Right. Season. <laughs> Kelly, you remember, remember Agent Liberty? Agent Liberty? No. He was a Superman hero in the Superman comics. Okay. Uh, sort of like a, a dollar store Captain America. Okay. And uh, they turned him into a jingoistic anti-immigration, but not, you know, humans. Humans are fine. It's these fucking aliens. They're the, <laughs> ones, taking, they're the ones taking our jobs. <laughs> it, it is, and it's revealed that Luthor has been manipulating everything. Mm, who we don't get to see in this episode, but we he no. does. He's a major part of the rest, played mm. by John Cryer, right? right? And he's great. Yeah. He's my favorite Luthor ever, huh. ever. He's he he shines okay. as Lex Luthor. It's so good. I, and he remember he played Luthor's nephew. Yes, in the. Quest for peace. The quest for peace. <laughs> a gigantic wow. bomb of a movie. I have not. Seen, I never. You've saw never Superman seen 4. that. One? Never Ooh. saw Superman oh, before. Oh man! It, it, it was as a ten-year-old. I thought it was horrible. So. That's hilarious. Ten-year-old <laughs> you know, Kelly, give it thumbs down, motherfucker. It stinks. Well, it I remember stinks. there was a, a movie review show in Calgary. What was it called, Travis? The movie With show, Larry. The movie the show, movie and show. I remember Larry the and Kirsty McClellan. The when they reviewed Superman four, uh, the audio was, "It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a bomb." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yeah, that's that show in a in a, in a nutshell. That's yeah, <laughs> nothing original to say. <laughs> so, John tells Alex that you know they need to build a transmatter portal, and the only one who can do it is Lena Luthor, who is just recently recovering from a heel turn on Supergirl, because everyone of their friend group knew that Kara uh, was Supergirl, but they kept it from Lena. And when she found out, she felt betrayed and has a little heel turn. And now she's coming back uh, into the uh, side of the angels. But not just yet. Because she, <laughs> I love how the whole whole time she's like, well, of course I'm going to help save the earth. I'm not a fucking monster. I still think you're an asshole, though. <laughs> it's great stuff. Um, uh, we have the scene with uh, Clark and Kara where he's really feeling down. And she's the inspiration. She she gives the pep talk and yeah it's her I, show she, I yeah. like that that she's uh, great. and also it's her it's she's more of a prominent character in this universe I like that she's a little stronger than him she is oh yeah oh to the, nice to the contention to the contention of a lot of the IMDb I'm certain but I like mm. it but they have the they have the absolute freedom to do that this is her show and she's existed in this universe way mm-hmm. longer than Superman has so of course why wouldn't they? it would be it would be kind of shitty to do it the other way in a way when you think mm-hmm. about it oh they make it they make it clear they, they they even have a fight in season two now he's under mind control but uh she wins and he's like he's like oh you're tougher than i am and yeah, cool. oh boy oh the pearl clutching of of men all over the country I like it. I good good <laughs> and she's melissa benoist can deliver this corny superman-ish supergirl dialogue so well that i yeah. buy it i'm like yeah, yeah. She's, i think the best of them all most believable so of them yeah especially yeah. in this episode in this episode she's i mean it's her show and and i guess she gets uh highlighted a little more um but man she had she had to do some heavy lifting particularly mm-hmm. what we just talking about right mm-hmm. now. i think she did a great job yeah me too so we had ollie giving his daughter a green lantern uniform uh green lantern a green lantern uniform you're not getting a green arrow uniform you're getting a green lantern <laughs> uniform no ring <laughs> Uh, and the uh, and the what is it the Kyle Rain or Kyle who's the who no who's the guy with the shitty haircut is it the red uh, who's Kyle Rayner or no Guy Gardner oh, Guy, Gardner. Guy Gardner that's what I was gonna say you got, got a Guy Gardner haircut yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says he knows he's gonna die and so Barry and Ollie are talking about uh, the headline Barry's like yep yeah, I know I'm ready to die the monitor confirmed it and Ollie's pissed because during the last crossover he made a deal with the monitor to that he'll die in the crisis uh, to save Supergirl and flash. But that was during last crisis. He's like, Oh, oh they're only the, the monitor says only one per crisis, Ollie. Right. This guy, the, the actor's name is LaMonica Garrett, who plays the monitor. And I've seen him mm-hmm. in some other things and he's pretty good, but they're pretty loyal to the costume here, aren't they? Yeah, they figure yeah. it out, man. Yeah. They yeah. nailed the hairstyle. Yeah. Sure. The yeah. hairstyle they <laughs> nailed. It was great. <laughs> it's like, but all throughout this, the monitor's dialogue and his plans as such a, a smart being are fucking stupid and don't make <laughs> any fucking sense. Because right here, Ali says to the monitor, he's like, tell me what we're fighting so I can fight it. He goes, uh-huh. But if I don't tell you. You'll plan for everything. Fuck you. Yeah, Fuck awesome. you. That's, <laughs> that's huh, like you got me there. Got me there, haircut. Yeah, that's like something out of these lead <laughs> these these v- v- the leadership books I have to read for my leadership right, class. Right. Get the yes. fuck. Just tell yes. me what you want. Tell me what to do. 
Okay. <laughs> Think about it like a color. What <laughs> color is this enemy? <laughs> no, wait! Don't think of it like that. That could go the wrong picture way. Picture all. Picture all of the what multiverse feeling? on this beach ball. Yes. <laughs> How does this enemy make you feel? <laughs> so here we get Lena and Alex. Like I said, she's like, "Of course, I'm gonna make the the trans uh, portal, whatever the fucking thing. You know, I gotta save the world." And this is we meet Katie McGrath, who plays Lena Luthor on uh, Supergirl, mm-hmm. and. She gets lots of heavy lifting to do on Supergirl mm-hmm. as well. She's quite good. And she is always the, the torn, broken character. You know, she's, she's always dealing with dark emotions. And, so, and she's very good. Good enough to the point where Supergirl got canceled you know, last year. The sixth season was a disaster. And... Um, the next thing I know that Katie McGrath is doing is she's in movies now in Hollywood and like doing things. She Yeah, she's got a really striking adios. face. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, she looks like an important actress. You know, I if agree, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I think so too. I I I don't know about this. So this is the stuff in the computer lab was a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was weird. too supergirl, you know, nerdy for me. So I didn't understand. Oh, no, I didn't I, even I, know I, who I she was. Over. I had to yeah. I had to I look agree. that up. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. it's all dealing with the the heel turn stuff and I and I didn't I'm, I didn't even really go into it cuz I was like you guys don't need to know about that. Good. You, you know, <laughs> she just that, you know, she saves her, you think they're having a bonding moment and she turns around and says, "I still don't like you, you fucking bitch." And uh, walks away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> and so Ollie and the team are going to protect the tower. And he sends Flash and soup, the soups to go stop the Earth from cracking apart. I was like, when, when did the Earth start cracking apart? Did that just start happening? I didn't it's know anti- that was happening. It's antimatter. It's so unpredictable. Wow. So then, again, we're back at the Earth 16 2046 Arrow Cave. Now, Brainiac 5 is tied up with a rope. He fights Sarah. Again, I, I just wrote, I wrote here in capital letters. Haven't they met before? What the fuck? Where's his metal arm? Hmm. And then Ollie apologizes because Sarah died in that timeline, apparently. And she's like, no, that does the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm a time traveler. Goodbye. And again, it's the most tact. Uh, give me all the Katie lots you can. I love Katie lots. Yeah. But there was no point to any of this. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Just, you why are you? You're already it. packing in so much of the exposition and so much of stuff that needs to be explained for to get everybody on board for this big venture. Why put in something that is so superfluous? I think Unless, they thought it was. Yeah, I think they so felt weird. like it was a bit of fan service. Like, well, give them this moment. Well, it's not fan. Well, for them, maybe for fans, it's not fan service for a Legends fan like me who goes, this doesn't make any sense. They know mm-hmm. each other. I'm yeah. saying a misguided attempt at, at fan service, perhaps, is the only reason I could think for why they would need to do something like this. All right. So right now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. State coordinates of new land acquisition. Oh, you know that big oak tree that got struck by lightning? Negative. The barn with a funny cow mural? Negative. One-eyed scarecrow? Negative. Giant water tower? You're not from here, are you? I've never seen him. That hardly matters. Robots don't know you. We do. Hey, how's your dad doing? For over 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to the conclusion of part one 
of Crisis on Infinite Earths on the C-dubs. Travis, what else we got going on? Wow, we are here on the Palm Podcast Network, and there's a lot of great shows on this network, uh, including Boom Goes a Dynamite, which has been really good uh, recaps of AEW. Uh, Kelly and I were just talking about leading into the break here, or coming out of the break, uh, uh, as well as a lot of other great shows. Throw the Years, still kicking butt, uh, breaking balls, lots of lots of good stuff. Check it out here on the Palm Podcast Network. Give us a, a five-star review if you can, something like that. That'd be neat. Um, but aside from that, um, every other Saturday, uh, live on twitch.tv slash Jarvis Washing Machine, Johnny and I, and at times our, our co-host today, more often than not lately, what I'm, which, which we're loving, Kelly. Um, uh, we do a show called Mystery Titan Theater where we watch old wrestling. Uh, sometimes it's a full card. Sometimes it's a uh, weird kind of collection of uh, different uh, wrestling we watch over top of it. And we are joined by a different guest every week. This last week we did one with uh, the great, very funny uh, comedian and actor here, a dear friend of mine, Adam Pateman, uh, who is not a wrestling fan. And we watched a good mix of a little bit of everything, including an episode of uh, uh, Lyle Alzado's defunct show. <laughs> Obviously defunct. I mean, Lyle Alzado's defunct. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Uh, uh, learning the ropes. It was such a good time because, because again, Adam's not a wrestling fan, and that's that's the what we've always been saying, Johnny, is you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy the show. Nope. So we do go live every other Saturday on Twitch tv slash Jarvis Washing Machine, so you can subscribe there to watch us live. If you can't catch us live, uh, I put the shows up on our YouTube channel. Which, oh my God, we're at four hundred ninety-seven uh, uh, subscribers. If you get to five hundred, that opens up a bunch of things for us. So subscribe to YouTube.com/c slash Jarvis Washing Machine. You can see uh, an archive of all our shows. Check one out if you haven't before. Really funny. Uh, Yeah, Mystery Titans Theater. Before uh, we move on, I want to to promote uh, your recent podcast, Johnny. Or do you want to do that yourself? My, oh, oh, the wrestling one. Okay. Yeah, Um, yeah, I was on uh, the Place to Be Network, Northwest South Connection. I don't know the feed. (laughs) Feed. North South, North Just South connection. North South. The yeah. feed stuff is so confusing to me. Always has been. <laughs> anyway, do it. They're doing their uh, 100 uh, greatest WWE WWF wrestlers, and uh, I guested on two shows talking about wrestling with my old buddy Will Helmick and uh, Marty Slees and uh, Chris Zellner. Uh, so I don't think the Zellner one has dropped yet. Not yet. The Zellner one hasn't dropped yet, but the one with uh, Martin has. Uh, we had a great time. Yeah, and they're uh, they're really good, really good uh, episodes, and they are for these are for wrestling fans for sure. Now, oh yeah, this they, is. Um, but uh, it, it just reminded me, man, that was the first time I ever heard your voice was you talking about wrestling. So it's great to hear you doing that again. Oh, well, thanks, thanks, yeah. and um, yeah, and tune in on on Twitch, maybe even. Well, I was gonna say tonight, but oh yeah, I, I yeah, still yeah. start thinking we're doing live radio. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, we might start. To, we're, 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 we, I, I should mention that. Yeah, I guess it, yours, mine, the truth. Getting mm-hmm. guys crossover where we are finally going to do that. Uh, the white album, uh, merging the two into one single tight album with uh, Johnny and I and my good friend, uh, associate professor at the University of uh, Calgary, Ted McCoy. Um, classing it up. Yeah, we are classing it up, and we're going to talk about the white <laughs> album. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to go live. So uh, I mean, you're going to hear this later, but. Uh, if you like the idea of live podcasts, let us know on our Twitter. 
you know what a gideon guy special twitch uh podcast uh maybe we review something weird i pull out of the arrowverse like that yeah for one shotter sure it'd be fun and now's the Now's the time on the show where we like to check in with everyone's favorite immortal despot, Vandal Savage, and see what he's drinking today. It's uh, time for Savage Brew. Oh, <laughs> shit. Shit, what do you think I am? Some kind of fucking lush? We're recording in the afternoon, John. Well, I thought maybe you were just having a sip and, you know, beer. Who knows? Oh, you are correct. I'm having free ride. Hazy IPA from Phillips. It's a 6.5, so we're not fucking around at 2 in the afternoon, <laughs> are we? You would love this, uh, the, the, the free ride, as you as you know. as You would love the label of this, Johnny, you, you hippie freak. It's all pink and purple and green and orange. Uh, very flavorful. Can't go too crazy with this, especially. It's got the adventure of citrus and stone fruit. But with that high 6.5% uh, uh, ratio... Oh, two o'clock, even for someone like me. Okay, slow it down, Charlie, okay? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, always nice to hear from the people that Phillips. This is a new one. I remind you, a free ride, hazy IPA, check it out. Um, uh, Johnny, I see uh, Johan, pardon me. Uh, I see we're, we're being joined by a, another guest. Yes. Who uh, I, I saw recently. And, um, uh, you know, Kelly doesn't leave the house very much. I don't know if you've heard no. this. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, I mean, Johnny, I mean, you're no, uh, you're no Clark Gable over there, but I tell you, my buddy Kelly, he's starting to look like an emaciated Harry Knowles. <laughs> that's that's exactly the, what I was going In to. the meantime, uh, free ride, well, hazy IPA. Uh, my name is Vandal Savage and Johan, mm. this one, this particular beer, actually, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. This one, this one, I would say. Ah, too sophisticated for your infantile flavor palette. Goodbye. <laughs> wow, I, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't expect him to take a shot at you like that, Kelly. That's well, that's, that's not... okay. Phillips, guys... that's a great brewery in Victoria. Love that's right, based out of Victoria. Mm -hmm. yeah. I am DB curious. Now, like I said, uh, just chock full of references. Just so there. much stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, the trivia of like, um, Burt Ward was in Batman. Yeah, we, we <laughs> fucking know. Okay. <laughs> so I just went to try to find something that tickled my fancy, and uh, this one did. Speaking about, um, it's, it's it's an interview, a little clip of an interview with Stephen Amell about shooting these shows. I saw this. This is interesting. Yeah, I so, get it. And it's about what you were talking about with the different crews, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. And uh, it says, Stephen Amell was not too thrilled with how Oliver's bloody death scene went down on the day of production, indicating that the rush process didn't allow for the scene to be handled very delicately. In an interview with Michael Rosenbaum, who, by the way, played Lex Luthor on Smallville, who was they reached out to, and uh, apparently the money wasn't good enough, and he was kind of like, yeah, go fuck yourselves. Interesting. <laughs> and... Uh, for his mm. podcast, quote, in the first episode of the crossover that has already aired, my character dies and he's dying on a gurney in the arrow bunker. Some of my lines, my 
lines are to Kate McNamara, to Katie Lotz, and to Grant. Uh, we're trying to wrap Katie and Grant before they had hit their 13-hour mark or whatever it was. They were trying to wrap Katie and Grant before I shot the coverage of the scene where I died. I blame no one for this, but this is a scene with me from Arrow that's taking place on Supergirl with a Supergirl crew with demands on both Grant and Katie Lotz, who are on Flash and Legends, who are on a different schedule than the crossover because they're shooting different shit and they're trying to pull them so they don't, you know, Flash and Legends mess up their day the next day. Meanwhile, the fucking Green Arrow is laying on a gurney trying to deliver his lines to something other than a fucking tennis ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. I mean, like, that's just, as you said, I don't blame anybody other than it's just the ambition of the uh, nature, ambitious mm -hmm. nature of the project. It's pretty wild. I, I was like, I, was picture, I don't know why I pictured by the end of it, he was going full De Niro on uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Right. I mean, but, but you can get it. You, like, it's the Arrowverse. And this is your... your He's your, the guy. This is his yeah. goodbye. Yeah. Um, and it is... Uh, I think it's unceremonious on purpose because they want to surprise you early on here that anybody can die. Yes. Right? Um, but, but, uh, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, well, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's but, really... The character's dead? Huh? Well, I mean... I just assumed this was a... Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, but don't forget, we saw the maybe older version as well. Right. Um, picture maybe that's all right. I'm gonna give you guys Kelly, I'm not gonna ruin anything for you, Travis. Just give you a couple words Lazarus Pit uh, right. and uh, but and the Spectre. Uh, mm. So cool. we I mean, are not saying Kelly, Kelly and my favorite wrestler or favorite uh super his favorite wrestler, the Spectre. The, the Spectre <laughs> Ooh, was a wrestler. Like the Spectre's a wrestler. He changes his opponent into wood and puts him through a... That's a, a, like, that's a fly yeah. shirt. I, I talked Travis into buying that collection that, that at the Comic-Con. Yeah. The yeah. Wrath of the Spectre. Just, for five uh, bucks is a great deal. They are awesome. I, I've read through about five or six of them already. They are so digestible. That's the best thing about yeah. it is it goes by so quickly. It just mm -hmm. like, cuts to the chase. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, you know how no, I'm going to... It's just no like, fat. it's poetic vigilante justice that's what it is yeah. like he just mm -hmm. finds the most what's has the most poetic way he I, changes I a can... guy he changes a guy into cheese and sets rats on him <laughs> cuts a guy in half and yeah with the big scissors. scissors yeah <laughs> makes a guy just melts a guy like yeah into wax that's one of the first ones just the visuals yeah. pretty nuts right yeah yeah, yeah. and the jim really apparel jim apparel yeah. art is great yeah, it's mm -hmm. great five yeah. bucks for yep, this trade. great Love deal it. Yeah. We've got I... goofs, guys. Oh. Hold on. We've got goofs. Ew. Goofy, welcome to the crossover. You you, you know Kelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Just before they evacuate Jonathan from Argo, Allura says thank God when she's relieved to see that Lois and Clark are okay. As a Kryptonian, she surely would refer to their God by name and use the phrase thank Rao. Ah, Ooh. I hope someone got fired for that. Sloppy, yeah, <laughs> totally sloppy. I got to be perfectly honest. When the first time I saw that episode, I thought yes. the, I thought the same sure thing. You did, buddy. I thought I'm, I'm like, sure God, God. it's rad. I mean, I did think um, about the Joker should have been dead in the, in that opening uh, for Earth eighty nine. Joker's supposed to be dead in Earth eighty nine. Uh, that's technically that's a goof. When you see Joker's been captured by the Batman on the cover of the newspaper, I thought that was uh, they, were, they were fixing it. They were fixing that shitty end. <laughs> I don't think it was a goof. No, no, he is dead. He's canonically dead in, in Earth eighty nine. Yeah, so's Robert Wool at this point because that Earth be gone. Yeah, no more Arliss. 
but for a no prize for the Batman 89, you could say since the Nicholson Joker was what Jack Napier, which mm-hmm. was unique uh, to the movie, okay. you could say that following his death, you had the real a, Joker, the yeah, Red Hood. The Red Joker. Hood, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. There's your no prize. Pal. There's always a way out. Is there a DC no prize version of it? No. Do they have a different name? No. No, no. They had no time for that nonsense. <laughs> Well, in DC in the 60s, they called them boo-boos, didn't they? Boo-boos, yeah. yeah. Hey, boo-boo. Hey, yeah, you picture <laughs> Julie Schwartz cursing someone out. You know, There's a boo-boo in here, you piece of shit. <laughs> Infantino. Infantino. Brew made a boo-boo. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Viewer reviews. Here we go. Boy, did I have to wade through some shit. Lots and lots. You guys may have heard the story when Batwoman uh, season one first uh, f- first came out. Those, those douchebag dudes who go to review bomb stuff. Yeah, they, well, you, like what that happened with like Cap- citizens, there. Captain Marvel, and uh, yeah, exactly. Last Jedi. Yeah, yep. yeah, all all that shit. So I had to wade through tons of Batwoman hate that I've never I'd read before. So that was just lovely. Um, and uh, complaining about woke shit, that all that bullshit, and uh, lots of they're just ripping off Infinity War, which I'm like, no, Crisis came before the Infinity yeah. Gauntlet, okay? So fuck you, Marvel nerds. <laughs> but sometimes you get lucky. It's not even really funny. Marvel nerds. It's not Marvel nerds. It's Marvel MCU nerds. Yeah, MCU nerds. They like, probably didn't exactly. even know Infinity War is based on a comic book. That's true. But I got lucky. Forty six reviews. And it was in the first one that I found this gem. And we've, uh, I believe, I know, I know this name. I think uh, he's been a guest uh, on this, uh, this segment before. Thomas Drufke, nine, mm. gave it an eight out of 10. And t- his title of his, his very long review, I, mm. I just picked the end, okay, is Annihilation. And this is just the voice I picture uh, Sir Thomas Drufke 9 having. He's the ninth. He's the ninth Drufke. <laughs> Thomas Drufke the ninth. The episode served as a setup for the next four episodes, but certainly ended on an unexpected cliffhanger. We knew Oliver had to die at some point, but I didn't think it would be at the end of the first episode. How involved he is in the next few events is unclear. But there's just about a 1% possibility that that's the last we see of Queen. Even if it was, Katie Lott's Sarah had a few really heartwarming final scenes with Stephen Amell. I'll always remember the line Sarah said to Oliver in the crossover two years ago, which was, this all started with the two of us. And for devoted fans of the entire Arrowverse, the scenes between the two of them is something I will always cherish no matter the final result. Hopefully the next few nights and the episodes we get in 2020 provide us with more Easter eggs and scenes between longtime scene partners. But for now, though, the premiere of the crossover will have to be enough. <laughs> Remember, there must always be a Stark in Winterfell and a Queen in Star City. Oh, that's tremendous. Who? Oh, wow. It's this guy's name? Sir that's Thomas Drufke the Ninth. That's an all-time <laughs> great. That's an all-time great post, man. That's what, that's what yeah. out of out of 37 found that helpful 
Get the fuck out of here. Ten assholes out there is what I say. Exactly. That's all those Batman reviewers or Batwoman reviewers who still want to just piss on everybody who says anything positive. They can't handle the Drufke. That's what those IMDb... (laughs) When when, when somebody... (laughs) You can't handle the Drufke. You want the Drufke? Um, when, When somebody added a comments section to IMDb, that's what they were looking for. That's mm-hmm. what they were hoping for. Now, I did have to cut out his beginning where he also was like um, clearly inspired by Infinity War. I was like, okay, Drufky, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that out for you. Yeah, that's just... Because, because you ended strong. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Officer Drufky, you're really a mess. I just want uh, to... I mean, you could say this happens because of the success of the film Infinity War. I think that's. I think you could definitely uh, at the any of the Avengers crossovers, you don't start to see. Oh, what I agree. We see here because of that. So I think uh, there might be something to that. I agree because, like I said, when Arrow first started, the idea of a shared universe in these TV yeah. shows where they're yeah. allowed to do whatever they want was unheard of. That's why. I, that's why I didn't watch Arrow for years. I was like, I don't want to watch this dark bullshit, and mm-hmm. realized it was how they were getting their foot in the door, right, to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Now. Two out of ten, entitled "Crazy Mess" from H Hound. Huckleberry Hound is on IMDb. <laughs> oh, Huckleberry this, Hound Dog, howdy, kidlets! Oh my darling, oh my darling, <laughs> oh my darling, Clementine, what a crazy mess this is only made to please brain dead fans who don't know what ridding is. Ridding, oh boy. 21 out of 32 found that helpful. So I don't know uh, what to make of the IMDb. Uh, Ridding. And he put Ridding in quotes. I have no- <laughs> Pretty good, actually. So back at the Quantum Tower, we got the team prepping for the battle. And the Shadow Demons arrive. The dramatically depowered Shadow Demons from the comics, Kelly. Mm, right. Yeah, because they they were almost indestructible, right? They were almost indestructible, and if they touched you, you died or yeah. exploded. Yeah, and, and now and they're the, just getting taken out with just random arrows. Arrows, I guess. <laughs> well, they have arrows. arrows. They, no, wait till they get to where they punch them. Punching yeah. them. <laughs> Sarah, when Sarah fighting them, kicking them works. Uh, that's yikes. Weird. Which I get it because they can't be as oh, utterly yeah. destructive. Get to it. And they look great. Yeah, in the comic, you had hundreds of characters to kill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's only a handful of characters to kill here. Yeah. Yeah. Look like uh, Dementors from the Potterverse. Ah. Continue. Yeah, they ripped off, they ripped off. J.K. J.K. Rowling not only ripped off uh, Timothy Hunter, a comic book that that British... There was a a Vertigo comic about a a little British boy uh, magician with glasses that was remarkably like harry potter it came out before harry potter it was called books of magic he was called tim hunter he hung out with constantine and the phantom Hmm. stranger Hmm. i said while she was while she was homeless she got her hands on a comic book and said oh i got an idea good for her and then she got a copy then she got a copy of crisis and was like dementors i see it here too yeah exactly there you go just ripping off perez is what she's doing i'm not a fan well, I mean, I mean, I'm not a fan of the human, but she's. Well, no, I'm, I'm a fan of the work. I'm not a fan of the yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're fighting them. Ray uh, powers up the uh, Batwoman's batarangs for her, and uh, Maya saves her dad. And then Flash and the Soup show up. Need some help? I was like, yeah, because you were just conveniently not there before. <laughs> it, 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 hmm. 
And this is when we see Dreamer, okay, with Kelly Olsen, by the way, the, the chick who has the, the Guardian shield uh, is Jimmy Olsen's uh, sister, Kelly Olsen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then she explains that she got it from somebody. From like James. Know, what? James looked for it. Because he's on Supergirl, because he left the show at this point, because uh-huh. he was uh, another actor who uh, went on to b- bigger things because he's a pretty talented guy. And they made the mistake that they always make on a lot of these shows. Everybody has to be a superhero. Right. Like some, they, James Olsen as the guy who's running the the newspaper was great because he's not Jimmy anymore. My name is James now, you know, and James is a badass and they made him guardian and he had Mm -hmm. to be a fucking superhero and it never worked. It sucked. It sucked. Hmm. But they, when they get to have her use the, the shield here. The shield looks dope because it's right out of the comic. It's, it's the fucking Guardian shield. That, he's one of my favorite characters. And uh, and here we see Dreamer con- conducting traffic, doing her best Kevin Bacon from Animal House, yelling, no need to panic. I'm like, <laughs> the earth is blowing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. spaceships and we have to evacuate. And no need to panic. All is well. Our Frank Drebin at the uh, fireworks yeah, factory. The- <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> so they got the Legion ship. There's a lot of little callbacks. One of the ships that appears is the Legion superhero ship from season three, where they had Monel and Saturn Girl, and that's where they introduced Brainiac Five. Uh, and the soups uh, have to go and turn on the the portal again with their heat vision while fighting the. The shadow demons and here's where we see where she's a little stronger than him because he passes out first and then she passes out second and uh, ray and the flash catch him and they got to get all these ships through the portals and it's not a cw crossover unless we get a rooftop fight because <laughs> we got a rooftop fight baby <laughs> every it looked great though it looked good there's one real uh, i remember one uh one sweeping camera shot that looked particularly really good that's why they do them in every one of these yeah. big crossovers. They're good at rooftop fights. Yeah. And Vancouver's, uh, downtown Vancouver's got a lot of spots where they can do this. Um, anytime they're showing, there, there's that one section of, it's always uh, Yale Town, mm-hmm. Kelly, that they're always, yeah. whenever they want to show like green and a place that looks really modern. Yeah. Uh, right. Which is what, what, what we saw there when she's like uh, running it. We saw a lot of BC Place in today's episode. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say yeah. it was the Battle of the Ale Town for yeah. a while there. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> do you do a lot of rooftop fighting there in uh, uh, Vancouver, Travis? Hey, it's how you, how you and your keep, bro. You got you to gotta fight off those uh, Dementor looking motherfuckers. They're not that tough in Vancouver, as you can see. But mm. you, it's, a, it's a rite of passage. I'm just, I see, I, like I said, I just watched the new West Side Story. I'm picturing you and your buddies and Kelly up there snapping yeah. fingers and <laughs> fighting demons. <laughs> so uh, the monitor says the battle is lost. You know, we got to go. Flashes everyone away, but Ollie says he's staying. And he shoots the monitor with an antimatter arrow. And uh, you'd say, why would Green Arrow have an antimatter arrow? established in the previous season of arrow you know that, that he's got one of those otherwise it's like boy he's got everything in there doesn't he that shark repellent arrow <laughs> boxing glove arrow does Box, that ever I, make an appearance in the dark arrow kryptonite kryptonite arrow they do they, they yeah. i can't remember how they do it but they get a boxing uh arrow ah, in here at some great. point or another that's funny arrow lightens up the show like super lightens up 
it becomes a superhero show, but it took like three seasons for it. I want to say quickly, I, I work with a, a young uh, uh, fifth grader every Saturday uh, morning. Um, and today I was telling them the three things you need to start saying you're, you're uh, allergic to are dish soap, mm-hmm. kryptonite, and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't get it at first, but I explained what kryptonite is and all these other Yeah, He's like, I like it. That's good. You never have to do another dishes the set of dishes again buddy <laughs> so he's out of arrows oliver is and he's attacks and all the ships escape as earth 38 is wiped out and the monitor flashes ollie to the arrow cave and you got me is there and barry and soups and the monitor's fucked up he's like well shit he was supposed to die but this wasn't the fucking plan but three billion people survived because of green arrow sacrifice Whoops a daisy. I thought he said one billion. Oh, three billion. Yeah, crazy. He said three. And then Sarah and her gang arrive and they have the death scene that Amel was talking about before. And uh tells Mia to find her mom and the son William, and he dies as Pariah arrives. Yeah. And again, the costume is right off the page. Yeah, it was totally. Yeah, and he's uh, yeah. But again, like what? Like this, I know this guy as being <laughs> Reverse Flash. Yeah, and okay. I know him and a few being, other good and another character in this. this is, in this, yes, in he this is universe. He's many much, characters. Man. He's it's many characters. This remember I told you he was every season of the Flash. Yeah, he plays a different, different. Harry, a different Harry Wells right. from a different universe. This season, they met this this Harry uh, this Harry Wells. He's like a. Uh, interdimensional Indiana Jones type guy. And the, his dark secret is he's the one who released the anti-monitor. So he, they turn him into pariah for, right. for the crossover. And because just, it's I'm Tom Cavanaugh. They, they can do everything. Penance. Yeah, I know. The man serving his penance. He's it's serving his penance, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't mind it at all because he he brings it as Pariah. He looks like Pariah from the comics. I mean, yeah. facially he looks like a really cool costume, man. And the costume looks good. And he says, "We're all doomed." And the last shot is dead. Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. As we go to our next episode, which is Batgirl. Batgirl. I'm sorry, they're gonna beat the shit out of me. Batwoman. <laughs> Season one, episode nine, for part two. Yeah. Where Kelly, I know you're not gonna ever watch it, <laughs> but. I, I gotta tell you this what this is the one where we get if you're a fan of kingdom come the yeah. kingdom come mm-hmm. comics this is the kingdom come episode cool. and a certain kevin conroy uh wow. awesome will be uh appearing as you know who cool next Crazy. episode it's wild it's great it's that's awesome great. i uh, um psycho pirate we're gonna get him in this. No, yeah. still, no, that's I kept waiting for Psycho, but he was, they've never. I don't think they. I think they used him in one of the shows. They, I mean, like I said, th- on some of these shows, they go through the Flash goes went through so many villains that they had to figure out ways to reboot them uh-huh. because they just go through villains so fast. There might have been a Psycho Pirate. I, yeah, no, it might be copy, like, might be might be who, copyright to CMLL at this point. Sounds yeah. like part of that gang. No, no, you know what? In the last. In, Yes, in the last crossover, they show Psycho Pirate. He's in the last crossover, and they see him put on his Psycho Pirate mask. That's why I was waiting for him during this, mm. and he's never used. It was, it was one of the things I was like, yeah, you, you find the time to go find a baby 
for no goddamn reason. We couldn't get Psycho Pirate in here. Yeah, yeah. We already established them. Last crossover. Yeah, like that would have been a, cool because he's, he's one of the more memorable parts of, of yeah. Crisis. Of that main thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's like the he's the 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 one after the only one that remembers. Yeah, the one that remembers yeah, 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 yeah. the multiverse. Because yeah. they do all that too. What character was he the villain for in DC? I can't even recall. He was a Justice Society. Justice. Justice Society, right? Yeah, right. He was an Earth Two character, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, he went back to the forties. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Cool, well, Kelly. Thanks for joining us. We couldn't have kicked off our first part of our mini series with a better guest. Yeah, and uh, oh, I hope you had a good time, Travis. Mm-hmm. Thanks once again. This is going to be fun. We've got a whole lineup of guests. Uh, much like the CW. We're going to break right in the middle of it because he's going to be L.A. bound, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, while. L.A. or Dallas uh, so in the next little while. But uh, we'll make it work. I might even be able to record while I'm out there. Who knows? Oh, that'd um, be something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. I, I need to track down some of these other ones because I have access to some of these through streaming services. But Canada's weird they're all they're never in all split up yeah Yeah. and batwoman is the hardest one to find even here because all the cw stuff is on netflix but batwoman is on hbo all right well thanks for listening everybody i hope you enjoyed the show we'll be back next week with part two of crisis on infinite earths remember to tune into all the great shows on the pwl podcast network and we will talk to you next time Bye-bye.